design of the piece. The artist piece is a large one-story structure with two unopened doors. It's completely closed off and has no windows. It has books covering the walls of it. The monument is completely made out of concrete. These books that are covering the outside of the walls of the of this structure are placed perfectly lined up and symmetrical. The books are facing toward the, the wall, meaning the binders aren't showing on the books. I believe these books displayed on the outside of this structure represent power. I believe this because what are books used for? They are used to get education, and I believe that education is power. I think the artist wanted these books to represent power to show that even with everything that happened with the Holocaust, they can still stay strong and powerful. The monument is completely made out of solid concrete. It is also closed off completely from the outside. There is no windows or anything, and the two doors are closed shut. The structure appears to be very sturdy and strong. I believe this also is to represent power and strength. On Rachel White, White Reed's monument, there are two doors. These doors have no windows, and they are unopened. This could symbolize many things, in my opinion. My idea of what these doors represent is because the structure structure is shaped like a concentration camp oven, these doors are shut to represent that the Holocaust is closed or over and nothing like it will ever happen again. The structure is very powerful. It is a very serious monument and is designed perfectly for what it represents. It's very simple yet very meaningful. It has many very important details such as the unopened doors, the books, etc. I think this artwork is a very good way to remember and to apologize for this extreme, extremely tragic event in history. In this part, I'll be going over the feedback of the Nameless Library Monument. The feedback of the Nameless Library Monument back in 1906 when it was erected was not as positive as you would hope for something of this magnitude. You see, this piece was a reminder of what these Axis forces hated during the war and it was a memorial getting put up in the middle of their city. There was going to be backlash, and the architect knew that, and she still went along with the project. During the original construction of this piece, when they were making room for the monument, they unearthed the ruins of a destroyed synagogue, which had been destroyed in 1421 after violent persecution by the Catholic churches had made dozens of Jews commit suicide in the synagogue before it was unfortunately burned down by the Nazi party. This discovery would make most of the Viennan Jewish population protest the peace resonating over such a devastating place. However, Miss Whiteread would not budge, as she said the monument was directly created for Judenplatz where it lies today. The original negative feedback about the structure was mainly directed at the creator of this piece, Miss Rachel Whiteread, who was a British architect. She was not Jewish, and going against the protest of the Jewish people in the area had really put, again, put a negative target on her back. Some people didn't like the piece because it was built of a defiled synagogue, and others just wanted to forget about what happened. However, the people within this country really had to remember what happened very few years ago. Like George Centineo once said, those who cannot remember the past are doomed to repeat it. And what a better way to acknowledge the mistakes made by the people of just following than a structure directed in the middle of their city. An interesting article about this piece 
brings up Miss Whiteridge's push to not have an anti-graffiti coating spray on the memorial, which is quite weird to a piece so important to one's group's history. In this article, done by Kate Conley of the Guardian News in 2000, Miss Whiteread would go on to explain why she, as well as the city officials, decided not to put an anti-graffiti coating on it. If someone sprays a swastika on it, we can try to scrub it off, Miss Whiteread said, but a few daubed swastikas would really make people think about what's happening in their society. This quote, being taken directly from the article, would close the argument about the coating of the monument. Now, you may ask why Vienna was such an important place to put a very important memorial, one that directly brings attention to the devastation that the Jewish population had to go through. Further down in the article, the president of the Jewish community in Vienna in 2000, Ariel Mustikant, stated that the monument marked hundreds of years of anti-Semitism in Vienna, but stated that the main concern of the community should have been what Vienna did after 1945. You see, whilst other countries at least tried to make a push to give the Jewish communities back what was stolen from them unrightfully, it took until 2000 when the article was published for the Vienna community to even attempt to give back the stolen goods of the massacred Jews. This piece decided to really dig into the anti-Semitic roots of Vienna, and I think that is why Miss Whiteread really pushed the urge to have it built in the city. She knew all about the problems and troubles of the Jewish community in the area, and was going through and wanted to put respect on their history and religion. I believe that is why she also did not care about the the feedback from the Vienna population, as the only opinion that concerned her was her own and the concerns of the city officials who had paid her to put the piece where it resonates today. This monument is a great way to remember the Holocaust. The sculpture is a very meaningful piece. The books covering the walls, the strong concrete builds, and the unopened doors make, makes, it, makes it appear to be a very powerful monument to remember this terrible event and anyone affected by it. The nameless library will forever be standing to remember the millions of people that were murdered in this time.